Hello everyone, I'm James King. As you've probably heard, MGM, Universal and Bond producers Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Broccoli have announced that the release of No Time to Die, the 25th film in the James Bond series, will be delayed until the 2nd of April 2021 in order to be seen by a worldwide theatrical audience. They understand that the delay will be disappointing, but now look forward to sharing No Time to Die next year. So stay subscribed and keep an eye on the Bond social channels for news of when the official James Bond podcast will return in 2021. Welcome to Quantum of Misses, the James Bond podcast that experiences 007 the old-fashioned way in a random order designed to mirror the whims of the ITV schedulers in the 80s and 90s. I'm Christopher, and this is the Misses. Hello, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope you enjoy it. So, two years, I think almost to the day, since we did the last film podcast, because Mm -hmm. I think the wrap-up podcast was a little bit later on. Um, a little longer than even at that point we thought it was going to be. And what a two years it has been. What a two years <laughs> it has been. Uh, yes, we are gathered to discuss uh, No Time to Die. That sounds about right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and so what uh, did you think? Oh. I'm a bit, maybe a bit rusty. <laughs> might be a little bit rusty at this point. <laughs> Well, Sarah, what did you think? Well, we're, obviously, the the way we do this is we've only seen half a film Yes. at this point and record what we think of that half film, but I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. And how long ago did we actually see this film originally? Uh, about six months ago now. Yeah, well, just to put some context for you listeners, I have no recollection of much of the film. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm enjoying it all over again. <laughs> oh, dearie me. <laughs> Welcome to my world, listeners. <laughs> so, um, so yes, I'm gripped. I mean, I kind of know some of the big stuff that happens later on in the film, <laughs> but uh, the, the, I'll point out the things that I'd forgotten as oh, we go okay. through. <laughs> All right, okay. So, um, what I wonder is, in the two years, because, because uh, unless you've been watching them surreptitiously and uh, in secret. I have never watched a Bond film without you. I don't think you've watched a Bond film, uh, well, apart from seeing this one in the cinema. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think you've watched a Bond film for two years. Neither have I, I have to say. Is that unusual? Uh, yeah, because it was kind of like I, I wanted to see this one, um, and then I didn't want to watch other ones before watching it again, although I have watched it once in between. You without yeah, me, without you. Um, right. well, that was when we because because we were preparing to do this podcast a few weeks ago and I watched it again just in preparation right. of that, but then we didn't do it. Um, so now we are. Um, so where <laughs> so I've lost my train of thought now. So you haven't seen a Bond film in a while, I haven't seen a Bond film in a while, but we've got that holiday coming up, so we can rectify that if you want. Oh, maybe, 
Well, I was kind of thinking the next. Uh, we can talk about this on the next podcast. <laughs> the future plans of Bond. Goodness me! I, I, I seem to remember I did more preparation for podcasts than this before. Um, sorry, if this becomes a rambly uh, podcast. Becomes. Ha ha. <laughs> um, well, should we start where we should start? Well, that's what I was going to say. You haven't seen it for two years. Have you remembered how much of a fan you became? And this first, the first thing you mention is going to is going to prove whether you do remember how much of a fan. Well, I have became. some thoughts on the gun battle. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> so you can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. I kind of like the gun barrel. Oh, until a point. Right. So. I like the fact that it was an actual gun, as opposed to just a hole, <laughs> and... What do you mean it was an actual gun as opposed to just a hole? Well, the, the graphics of the inside of the gun barrel have improved over the... Oh, I see. Time. Okay, right. Um, and the fact he went across and back, and, you know, no hats involved, but... Um... <laughs> there's only hats in, like, three of them, but okay. <laughs> but there's no blood. Ah, there is no blood, that is true. And then he just fades away. Yes. Which actually, <laughs> inappropriately, started me thinking about that old advert about uh, VH Sheets tape or whatever it was. We record. That's <laughs> yes. <away>. yes. <laughs> Do so, you not think that is prefiguring the film? Because why? Because why is there blood in the gun battle normally? Because he's shot. No, because the person shooting the gun. Has been shot. Oh, right. But in this, Is the he person dead? shooting the gun hasn't been shot. And then Bond fades away. I wasn't thinking that much into uh, it. I was just like, it's different, it's wrong. No. Okay, is it symbolic? I think it's symbolic. I don't want to have to work that hard at watching the movie. I'm afraid you're going to have to work that hard. I've got a lot of symbolism to talk about. Oh, joy. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's not too bad, actually. But I'm sure I've missed all of it. But it was nice to have a gun battle, wasn't it? Because that's yes, like proper. That is true. Okay. So then we started the, the pre-credit sequence. Yes, what do the we pre-title like? sequence. Pre-title. But I think, I think in this one there's a pre-pre-title sequence and then the pre-title sequence. Well, there was a whole lot before the credits, which it was like, you're halfway through the film. This is nonsense. <laughs> Only you were halfway through the film. 22 minutes into the film. <laughs> We got the credits. That is just ridiculous. But yes, so there was a pre-pre-credits. Which, pre-pre. which and it, it started off in the snow, like so many other Bond films before it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had... It, the, had that, it had that view of the top of trees, which when we went on that, when we went on our hot air balloon ride, that was the thing that I'd never seen before, was trees from up above, and now you see them yeah, you see it everywhere. I think it's like drone cameras have made yeah, that thing. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you saw the daughter with the... Um, <laughs> the daughter? A daughter. A daughter. Mm-hmm. With a uh, druggy mum. Mm-hmm. And then the man in the mask. Mm-hmm. That was quite freaky. When he just appeared suddenly. And also the mask is quite freaky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit of um, what's that anon or something about it? It's a Japanese. Yeah, I know, but the, you know the mask that anon have is just a white mask. Oh no, you know you're thinking of um, the uh, sort of Guy Fox. What are they mask. called? 
The V for Vendetta mask. Oh, is that what that is? Okay. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's kind of freaky. Right. Um, and then I wrote down, I forgot that the girl killed him. And then underneath it wrote, oh, that's why. Because he's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which is a bit of a thing because he takes a bullet almost be, directly yeah, to the Yeah, but he heart. must be wearing a bulletproof vest. Mm, well, yes, he must which be. Which would why he would be knocked out. Although I do wonder if, because I think this film went through some rewriting. Mm-hmm. And I do wonder if there were things that were supposed to be there that were then taken out. And one of them was supposed to be that there was something vaguely supernatural about Safet. Is that what I The meant? other issue is that I seem to recall that, because there, there were definitely, there were rumours early on that he was, that Rami Malek was playing Dr. No. And it was going to be like a reboot of Dr. No. Mm-hmm. And I seem to recall that in the book, Doctor No's heart was on the wrong side. Okay. So therefore, he could take a yeah, shot. but I don't. I mean, it was impressive enough that the girl shot the guy. Yeah. I don't think we're going to think that she's some kind of marksman to be able to to choose the right side of the. Well, but to regardless of whether she chose to or not, she shot him. Seemingly, yeah. But the what heart. I'm saying is, the. Um, the fact his heart was on the other side, he would still have been. As oh, wounded, hit. yes, more, almost definitely mortally wounded. Yeah. Exactly. Not able to then get up and no. rescue her, apparently. Yes, so that was that, with all the ice, and then suddenly we cut to the girl coming out of the water with Well, Bond. before we move on to that, yes. can I just say, when do you think that pre-title sequence is set? Well, we now know that She's grown up, so it would be like 20 years ago. Well, I think it's longer than that, because she is playing like a Tamagotchi. Oh, that is true, yeah. So I reckon that's set in the mid-90s. Okay. Which would mean that by the time this film is happening now, or 2020, let's say, between 2020 and now, mm-hmm. she would be, because I think that girl looks 10 or 11. Uh-huh. She would be 37... 38, which I think is probably about right for... Is it? Madeleine. I thought she was younger than that. Who, the girl in the... Yeah, Madeleine. No, no, the grown-up Madeleine. Remember, this is five years later than Spectre. And she's she's like a psychotherapist, because she's not just... That is true. She's not like uni qualified. She's quite successful by this point. Maybe you're right. Mm Mm-hmm. She's quite but I think the real the real issue is how old is Safin meant to be? I was going to say how old is Bond. Oh, just not how old Bond's meant to be. <laughs> um, well, if he, well, he doesn't look any different. Well, we only saw the bottom of his face in the early bit, but mm-hmm. he he doesn't look older, even though she's got no quite a lot of life. Um, so even though he is clearly a mature male. Yeah, in the pre pre title, I think with the skin the way it is, it is very hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah, he should be a bit grayer and a bit hair lossy and all mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Anyway, that we kind of get a bit more about that later on when okay. we get a bit more information about him, baby. So can we be in the girl in the water now? No, because I think there's I, th- I think there's an interesting thing in this film about choices being made, mm-hmm. and. I think we definitely see Safin choosing not to kill Madeline. Yeah. Because he aims the gun at Madeline, which is under the ice. 
he aims the gun at her, and then he puts, then he moves the gun away, and then he kind of shoots around her yeah. to break the ice to to save her. Mm-hmm. Although we never actually see that, all we ever see is the shots of the shots in under yeah, the water. Yeah, but he punches into the ice. Does he? Yeah, yeah, we see all that. All right, okay. Okay, and then we go to the actual pre-title sequence because we cut to her coming out of the water to her coming out of the water again, but twenty odd years later. Mm-hmm. Which is quite a good way of explaining this is the same girl. This is the same girl. Uh-huh. In case you hadn't cottoned on, and then you don't remember what details from a film that came out six years ago. Well, make the films faster. And also, it's for folk like me. Yeah. Um, and Bond is here. Mm-hmm. Bond is cute. <laughs> At least he's got a bit of colour. This this has got a bit of colour about it, which is nice. As in he's got a tan? Just the whole picture. The sea's very blue. Well, I I, I then wrote Europe, Europe, because at this point I wasn't quite sure where we were. Mm -hmm. Europe is beautiful. (laughs) So Bond is cute. Mm -hmm. Europe is beautiful. I love... And there's things like that about a Bond film that you just love. It's kind of familiar. I like the fact that they're driving an Aston Martin through the hilltops. Mm-hmm. kind of thing it's really good and then there's the music all the time in the world yes which is from on our majesty's secret service thank you and do you think they do all they do all of that for the fans to have some kind of callback oh i mean, I mean the film is full of callbacks we'll, yeah it we'll, is we'll yeah. speak about that and um, but i think there's a there's, a, there's an author, there's another significance in that um of course, it is connected with the idea of Bond getting married, and Bond getting married is, of course, connected with the idea of Bond's wife getting killed. Oh, so was it? All, so that music was on His Majesty's Secret Service, which was the whole Vespa thing. No. no. So who's when you say getting married? Bond got married to Tracy in Oh Tracy on Her Majesty's Secret Service, and then hey, I can't remember this film for six months. I know. Ago. Don't imagine I mean, remember that. And then on their way to their honeymoon, down a very similar road to the uh, one that they're yeah, driving yeah. there, they get, she gets shot. She gets shot mm-hmm. and killed. Mm-hmm. So in the Bond fan's mind, we have all the time in the world has a connection to yeah. impending death. Did he actually marry Vespa? No. They were just girlfriends and boyfriend? Yes. But okay, he was, but you know, he was supposed to be very close to her, etc., etc. Yeah, yeah. Feelings. Well, the whole next few scenes is all like all relationship the feelings. stuff. Yes. Them bickering, and mm-hmm. I quite liked it, as you probably imagine. Um, he was a bit more normal than this cold, suave. Well, that's because he's supposed to have left. Can the, he was oh, was it only the job or... that kept him in that? Yeah, and this way. is what he was doing. They were they were going there to let go of the past. Yes. And if he had let go of the past, then maybe none of this would have happened. But he let the past grab him again. He just wanted to do something symbolic and write forgive me on a piece of paper mm. and then burn it. <laughs> Thank you. Did you notice what she wrote on her bit of paper? I thought it just said Vespa. No, she wrote, no, he wrote, forgive me, she wrote uh, on Mask, the man in the mask. Uh, on her bit of paper. That was the secret she was gonna burn. Right. Because of course she said he said that when we when she he said that when we came back she would tell him all his secrets. Uh-huh. And then we saw her burning okay. her secret. Meaning that she must have another secret to tell him. Oh which we I do which remember we, that you bit. You remember that bit? I remember that bit. Remember that bit? Spoilers. 
by the way. They would have seen the film with their listeners. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so they did relationship stuff. Then he goes to the tomb. Before he'd even had his breakfast, he did all this, having not eaten anything. Are you worried about his hunger levels? I don't know. I, I couldn't have made it. I could, I could have done what he did without my breakfast. But if I had my breakfast, that'd be fine. <laughs> So if you're a Weetabix up, you'll be able to run down there well, and I swing thinking, under the I bridge. Hope there's a nice cafe outside that railway station <laughs> that you can just go straight to and have a good feed. That's what he needs. Oh, dear. But I did think that um, post-bomb silence and muffled, and sound, muffled was, sound, that was quite mm-hmm. effective, actually. Mm-hmm. A bit too effective with all that's going on in the world. But... Um, and then we've got Mad Eye Motorbike Man. <laughs> Mad Eye Motorbike Man. Just on the on the explosion, the explosion prefigures the end as well, because you kind of see you kind of see him with a massive explosion happening. Uh-huh. Which is what happens at the end of the film, if you oh, remember mm-hmm. visually. I thought yes, I thought I agree with you. The muffled sounds a good way. A good. I remember this when we were in the cinema. It was a good way to disorient the audience mm. in the same way that Bond was disoriented. Well, also, in the I mean, you scene. often, you know, it's not, it's not unusual that we have Bond exploding and then running away instantly. Yeah. And it kind of really brings it home that he would have been not himself, mm-hmm. but still forcing himself to run mm-hmm. and, and all that kind of stuff. It's good. It also has dishevelled Daniel Craig or Norman Wisdom, as he is better known. <laughs> <laughs> he, has a, he has an amazing resemblance to Norman Wisdom when he is dishevelled. Mr. Grimm's high! And of course, then he's stumbling around, and you can't help but think of Norman Wisdom, I find. Well, surprisingly enough, I don't see Do you know, John Norman Wisdom because I see Sexy Man. Norman Wisdom was a sexy man? He was not. How did you know? From what I've seen on the telly. Mm, the Albanians loved him. If he had any Albanian supermodel he wanted. Old Norman wisdom. Yeah. Anyway, um, then, then we get your Albania. You know. Pardon? You're not going to find your Albania. My Albania. What do you mean? You're not going to find a world in which the supermodels <laughs> will throw themselves at you. I don't look like Norman wisdom. Do I? No, but you're. Just... Do I, Mr. style? <laughs> but you know, you're just as. Um... <laughs> Are you in a hole? No. Are you still digging? I'm <laughs> just saying. As unexpected as Norman Wisdom's popularity in Albania would be your popularity in any other location. Well, Norman Wisdom was very popular in Albania as a comedian because his films were thought to be... But you just said that supermodels... Yeah, so therefore one assumes that supermodels in Albania would have been attracted to him because he was the only Western film star they ever saw. Well, that same setup. <laughs> of someone being attractive for, for non-physical reasons mm-hmm. would be... Applicable to you. Apart from me. I've never been so insulted in my life. <laughs> I just want to keep you for myself. Mm. Mad Eye Motorbike Man? Yes, Mad Eye Motorbike Well, other than, other than the real knock against the wall when he jumps off the viaduct, one of those, ooh, felt that moments. <laughs> of which there's quite a lot in this film. That's quite but it's just, like I that. mean, just, like with everything, he jumped off and that wire was pinging off, you mm-hmm. know, the thing. He had no idea how, how much would ping and when it would stop and all that <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff. You could just go straight down. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> yes, then we got Cyclops on the motorbike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was a bit Mad Max, wasn't it? What, Cyclops? Yeah. Yes. 
we also there's a choice there where Bond was choosing whether to go get the eye or get the motorbike, mm. and he went for the motorbike because he and, loved his woman. But maybe if he'd got the eye, all of this would have been prevented. Yeah, all of this could have not happened. Anyway, yes. And, then and, be, and, I don't think he loves his at this point. He's just probably he thinks. That oh, she's, she's deserved done all it, this. Yeah. Um, but you know, helpfully, Mad Eye Motorbike Band has uh, info dumped Bloomfield sends his regards. Oh yes. and that Madeline is the daughter of a spectre. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I know it's part of the um, setup, mm-hmm. but this whole like dying people saying stuff really helpfully. So unlikely. <laughs> and then, as um, when I, I'm now Bond, grab the girl, get onto the car thing. Yes. He's very pouty <laughs> when he was like pissed off mm-hmm. and uh, just determined to survive and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Just what, and I just thought, has he been told that's what the girls like? Are you suggesting or the girls is, don't like it? Or is this how he channels his stiff upper lip element of Bond? But maybe uh, it's acting, darling. Or overacting. Or maybe, well, that's for you to say. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a fan of the pout. James has had work done. Daniel Craig? Mm. No, I don't think so. I think, he, I, think, I think the thing about these movie stars is they have time to spare... Can they have time... To do nothing but spend in the gym. Oh, no. I mean, he, say, he said in interviews and things like that how, you know, how much work it is mm-hmm. to, to get into shape. And and he was on Grand Norton and saying, you know, it's two years later he's doing all the press for the film. Mm-hmm. Normally he's doing it while he's still, like, quite buff. Oh, in the... In, <laughs> now, now he's kind of shape. put some weight on and stuff, but it's not the same. <laughs> So, uh, so this is a this is a good this chase is good I like it I like I like this whole pre-title sequence I have to say um, but a bit big far too long no I, don't, I didn't mind I, I didn't really uh, feel it was far but too it, long but it is just wrong no because like world is not enough it's got a very long pre-title sequence as well and I quite like it as well mm. as long as it keeps your attention and it does can they change it yeah but that's not what pre-title's meant to be for oh, okay. it's meant to be just like a chase or something isn't then... it interesting that the things that you, the different things that you and I think is Bond what is. makes a Bond mm. film it's mm. interesting isn't it yeah, although I do spend some time in this because I was just wondering so how many bullets could physically <laughs> fit in the space in the, the space car. in the Aston Martin mm-hmm. to use those like Gatling gun machine gun things because I think not there's no, there isn't enough space in the car, and also it would weigh the car down to basically be like lead lined. Yes, and can you honestly get glass that can withstand withstand that that from, many bullets in the same location? For, yeah, from that closer range. Mm. Although they were starting to buckle by then. What do you think? Because he, why did he not do anything for ages? Was he genuinely thinking about just letting them get killed? It's like, is this will okay? It will no, it just be easier for I us just to get this to be killed. The limit. And he wanted to scare the fuck out of Madeleine, so pushed Madeleine. it to, pushed it to the limits. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what I think he was doing. Okay, he was a bit of a hater at the point. 
So um, she says something he has to tell her oh, I bet there is. Um, but he takes her to the railway station, puts her on the train, and says, "You'll never see me again." At which point, I did notice that she the belly touch. She held her belly. I noticed the belly touch first time. Went, oh, that's how the. That is the international symbol for I am pregnant, but not telling you about it. <laughs> yes. Uh, the belly touch, yes. Spoilers. Um, and then we go into the... No, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Blowfield came on the Oh, phone he phoned her, yes. And said your father would be proud of you. Aww. So, what do we know at this stage? Madeline's father is Mr. White. From Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace and Spectre. But you don't know that because of this film. No, but I know that from having watched all the other films. And I know somebody else has watched all the other films. It's you. What? You're the person that's watched all the other films, just like I have. Yeah, yeah, and I've remembered this from the other films. Yeah, yeah, Um. So Mr. White was part of Spectre. Yeah, well, he first of all, he was part of Quantum. He kind of ran Quantum. Or we thought he ran Quantum, and he didn't really. Then he was part of Spectre. But he killed. He killed Safin's family. That's what Safin said. Yes, yeah, came to family. the. Uh, okay, hoose. but. So what Blofeld was uh, suggesting in that phone call was you have done a service for Spectre and mm. your father will be proud of you. I think Blofeld in that is setting her up because she doesn't know anything about no. this, but he is now making it look like He's on she's a, yeah. been she's betrayed Bond all this time. Yeah. And because of Mad Eye, Mad, uh, Motorbike Man, mm-hmm. Blowfields knows what's happened in the last half hour. Yes. To be able to say the right thing. But what I don't understand about that about that bit is this. Or rather, this must mean that Bond never goes back to MI6 and never reports back to MI6 that Blofeld, who they think is in a Sell in mm. Belmarsh going bonkers. Can make a phone call. Can, in fact, make phone calls, etc. Mm. Um, so, which again, would have been, we don't see Bond not making that choice, but again, would have been a choice that might have stopped the editing in this film actually happening. I know. Just saying, Bond. So, we go into the titles then. I like the song. I like the song too. The song is exactly what Bond is thinking yes. at that point. That's what I've said. I've written it relevant to the point in this in the story. Mm-hmm. And and also, for the first time ever, I realised this No Time to Die is I've got no uh, time... What? No time to die. Mm-hmm. I've got no time to fall apart about all of this. Yes. Which I'd never realised that's what the song was about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also liked the graphics... Mm-hmm. You had a bit of playing cards. Yes, a little bit. You callbacks had to Royal titles. Cogs, that was a bit new. I don't know what no, that was. No, that's a call. There's a lot of callbacks to the titles for On Our Majesty's Secret Service in this. Ah, because the, they're trying the to clock win works, the film. Uh, okay. The uh, Hourglass. The Aston. Uh, well, not so much the Aston Martin in the titles, really, but no. the um, uh, statue of, I don't know, is it Britannia with the trident? No, oh, that's yeah, in yeah. On Our Majesty's Secret Service as well. Um, there's also the dots from Doctor No. All right, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, and at the end there is uh, I think it's meant to be Bond at kind of that point in the film, although they're wearing it five years later. Is this the guy swimming with the um, harpoon? The harpoon, I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, it's just at the very end. 
Okay. There's a there's a guy swimming with a harpoon, which is also like Thunderbolt titles. I like the I like the guns that turn into the strands of DNA. I wrote that, yeah. I wrote that. I wrote that. I wrote that. I like that. But still, at this point, in mm-hmm. the it, I had forgotten that it was all about weaponized DNA targeting. So I was like, oh, I wonder what the DNA is about. You'd forgotten that. Yeah. <laughs> God. Okay. That's why these podcasts are so uh, exciting for me. <laughs> We can do them all again. I can guess what was they've just discovered a new Bond film that they made in the sixties, but we ne- but they'd never shown. You'd be like, oh, have they? And I'd show you like you know from Russia with Love, and you'd go, that was amazing. I've never seen that before. <laughs> no, I would. I'd happily watch all the Bond films. All again. the Bond films again. Do you, do you think I, I might say the same things? I don't know. <laughs> I found it hard. I, I listened to a little bit of our last podcast. <laughs> I've never listened to. A I know. Podcast. Well, just just to sort of see oh, what, okay, what how did we leave it? What did we say, yeah. etc. Um, there's not really anything of any. There wasn't anything obvious that I could say. Oh, guess what? We said the first question would have to be this or whatever. Mm. Um, but yeah, I find it a bit hard to get. The, I would happily watch the Bond films again. I'm not sure I would. Talk for hours at a time about them. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> oh, I wish you'd done that the first time. See the <laughs> listeners. Thank you, Chortle. Anyway, five years later, London, London, England. Smallpox lab. Hugh Dennis pitches up in the, for the latest in a long line of familiar TV faces to UK viewers. Pointed to my notes. Why Hugh Dennis in it? <laughs> I thought that's why Hugh Dennis exists. A, a bit of a, a bit of a. But he's not. It's not like he's a character. No, but somebody has to play that part. Yeah, but do, do you think Hugh Dennis just wanted to be in a bomb film? Um. Well, he's he's is he not in the Phoebe Waller Bridge thing? Because remember she did some of the script. Um, we- Fleabag is he not in Fleabag? I haven't, I must confess, I haven't seen Fleabag. I thought you had seen Fleabag. I have, but you know. Right, yeah. Okay. I think he's in Fleabag. <laughs> so that might have been, that might Just have been. Just like the, mates doing a thing. Yeah, and also, and he's like, he is an actor. Oh, he's, he's a decent actor. He played the part. No, what's fine. your problem? He's in there like, um, what's his name? Admiral uh, Gail Platt's gay dad and oh, Tomorrow yeah. Never Dies and Alfie Bass and... Um, the Spy Who Loved Me and Moonraker and Burt Kwok and Goldfinger and all these oh, that's that bloke from that thing on the telly um, fair enough yeah okay and we meet uh, Obrachev um, who <laughs> this is it's one of those things we try to follow the plot what is the drive that he swallows it's all the names it's all the names oh which is why when it comes back you Where's it been? You don't want yeah, to know. Yeah, okay, it's been yeah. everywhere. Right, which is the Spectre bit. The Spectre name. The Spectre DNA is on that drive. No. Yeah. It is, but the hidden files are thousands of names. No. The hidden files were the, spe- uh, the thousands of names of what was left on the drive. You're right, you're right, you're right. The Spectre names what were taken off. Okay. But you wouldn't necessarily take them off the drive. You, you would, just copy them. You just copy them. Anyway... We'll maybe come back to that or not. Okay. Um, right. What happens then? Oh, there's a brutal murder of the scientists and indeed Hugh Dennis at that point. Yeah. Uh, after the Doctor No hazmat suits, very similar to the hazmat suits in Doctor No. Okay. Another little callback there. So you're sitting in the cinema. I was sitting in the cinema. He's going to be Doctor No. Look, oh, I was pointing everything towards Doctor No here. He didn't turn out to be Doctor No. 
or I bet he did in some version of the script. Some yeah, at some so. point, yeah. The magnets that they use that was cool. That's proper Bond, isn't it? But I also think it's cool that they just threw the guy who didn't know those magnets down. No, this is not good. There is no lift. <laughs> See, I, I struggled because that is actor David David Denchik, I think his name is. Um, he is in the new Upcast file that we've just watched. Oh, yes. He's a very serious character. And I couldn't take him seriously because all I was thinking was, oh, no, this is not good. (laughs) Okay. So then we got um, M and Moneypenny. Moneypenny about to tell M something that M seems to already know but then doesn't have his telly on to see it and then reacts as if he hasn't seen it. No, no. He says, I know. I've just been told. And then it opens up. No, he says, I've seen it. Then he opens yeah, up the screen. Yeah, but I think it's like I've seen the headlines. He uh, opens up the screen to see the evidence. So it's already in the paper? No. It's just happened? It's on the MI5 news report. You know, the the alerts he gets from in t- inside his own organisation. I don't know that because I don't work for MI5. <laughs> Do you work for MI5 in the, in the quiet? Shut up, you. Um, but what he sees when he opens, when he sees, is the photographs, when he realises how bad it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a bomb. Okay. Oh, shit, okay. it's the whole building. You know, whatever. So where's 007? So, so did this cut, so did the whole, he says where's 007, no, and, no, we and we cut to Bond. We haven't got to that bit. Oh, we're not. We, we learned that there's some kind of project called the Heracles Project. Why? That was an off-the-books lab. Well, the lab was off-the-books, yeah. Yeah. And... Um, then M says it's a gas leak it's a gas leak let me handle it mm-hmm. and keep trying to keep money penny out of it oh well I think she knows that he's lying yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's when we learn about that and mm-hmm. then he says where's 007? where's 007 and then it cuts to Bond Bond so wearing therefore... some lovely short shorts you wear short shorts. He wears short shorts. So, given that you'd forgotten everything about this film, did you then, were you then again falling for the surprise that when M said, where's 007, he didn't mean Bond? Oh, it did take me a good couple of scenes before I realised... He doesn't mean Bond. He doesn't mean Bond. He means know me. Yeah. Right, okay. Good. Uh, so, we're in Jamaica. Yes. Another callback to Doctor No. I'm totally thinking he's Doctor No here. Okay. Uh, there's the bit where he's in the shower when you. I thought in the cinema that you might have seen his penis, but you don't. Well, I was enjoying every minute. I of that. just imagine that you saw. Him. Imagine how much you'd enjoy it if your mind had been like mine and you thought you'd seen his penis, <laughs> but you didn't. Um, but he does discover that somebody's been in his house and has left behind. Oh, I know. I remembered that that was Felix of a delectados. Cigar, which, by the way, is the factory that the cigar factory that he visits in Die Another Day. Callback. Die Another Day of all things, amazing. Although you loved Die Another Day, did I? You did, yes. Um, <laughs> then, then he then he goes into a drawer, and uh, a button drawer, a button drawer, and in the drawer as a well as cutouts. But I think I'd have to go back and look at this again. I think in the far end of the drawer is the Tracking device from Goldfinger. Eek. But I'd have to go back and look at it again. But I was like, oh, I missed that bit. Thinking you'll miss it. And it was Felix. Mm-hmm. Who gave his usual Felix speech. It's hard to tell the good from the bad anymore. The heroes from the villains. 
everything's really bad for those of us who are people who are good. So we need help. You're like, what? When did that happen? Carry on. I'm sorry, I don't make, I can't make any sense of my notes at this point. Right, what do they say? Why Time to kill, exist? nothing to live for. Uh-huh. Oh, that's what she says. You're just here with time to kill. Oh, this is Nomi, when yeah. Nomi goes back with him. Yeah, you've got house. nothing to live for. But then I've written baddie off limits. Yes, don't, that's, that's what she's saying. Is, oh, don't leave, you. Because leave Felix him wants my... him to help him to get Obrachev. Yeah. And she's saying, no, I'm getting Obrachev for us. Right, okay. Well, for MI6. You don't touch him. And then I've written, Milo, CIA, same man, not Dawkin. <laughs> Any don't ideas? Know what that means. No. But I, I'll tell you what. And then I, I wrote, oof. Oof. <laughs> Did someone get hit at that point? <laughs> no, I don't think anybody gets hit at that point, do we? Okay. Oof. Um, unless it's like, oh, she was a bit nasty to Bond. Oh, it might have been a bit more of a cutting yeah, comment. comment than a... And I quite liked how annoyed Bond got by, by Nomi. Yes. And also how much she knew it and was saying, that's going to really kill you. Yeah. And then he got his own way back, you know. But then I, th- I, think, but I think as the film goes on, they kind of, it doesn't, they don't, that doesn't always hit home, those lines. And I kind of started to wonder if they should have made her, because you know the bit in Cuba when she comes down from the ceiling and says, mind if I cut in and takes the bot, takes the um, scientist. Oh, yeah. Chair. I thought they should have made her like the old-fashioned Bond. She's always got a quip and she can, wins everything. And he's um, being a better Bond than Daniel And basically being Bond a better is, Bond yeah. than, than Daniel Craig is. Uh, but, they, but again, they didn't quite, they didn't no. do that. And as, you, and as I say, I think sometimes... She just comes across as being really petty, especially towards the end. But yeah, we've seen about yeah, yeah. what 007 is. Double O, what is he? Yeah, yeah and it's yeah. like, can you? No sh- one cares. Yeah, it's point, like you're yeah. kind of undercutting the her character to do that. But mm. there we go. Um, so M, Q, and Tanner are chatting about stuff, and Bond calls in. Oh, I love Q. Do you? I just like oh Q, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> but M doesn't know. That Spectre are involved. At this point. At that, when he gets that phone call, that seems to rattle you. Mm. Um, um, Ralph Fiennes, uh-huh. looking old. Oh, well, Which I think is, is intentional, because then Bond says, you're looking, or you're looking small under the desk. Yes. So I think that's kind of how. Even, and even when he's sitting there in his chair, he's kind of hunt, slumped, hunched or something. Mm. You know, it, there is something definitely intentional there. Well, it's a big chair. You know, it's the chair, the chair he sits in. goes there, up high behind him. very high back chair, isn't it? Um, there's also this, we now get another moment where we see Bond making a decision, which is whether he's going to go to Cuba or not. Oh, yeah, staring out into the mm-hmm. sea, yeah. And again, it's like, well, if you didn't go to Cuba, I'm not really sure there. that would have made a lot of difference. Well, Nomi would have got Obrachev. Yeah. Which probably meant he wouldn't have been able to escape to get to Safin to potentially put in place the next bit of the plan. But anyway, there we go. Yeah. So we go to Cuba, which is very obviously a set, I thought. Oh, I don't don't think they think so. And he meets Paloma. Did you remember this bit? I'm trying to work out my notes. 
so I think um, have we met Felix yet? No, not in Cuba yet. Yeah, so she messes up the sort of chord response. Oh thing. yeah, oh Paloma. I like Paloma. I, I like Paloma as well. And obviously, you know, at the end, he was like. You're really good for three weeks training. Uh huh. Um, I, I was supposed to think she's had more than three weeks training, and that was all just put on. I, I, either that, or she's come from some kind of other background. Okay. You know, she is military or something like that, oh, and then she's right, only okay. had three weeks spy training. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe. Um, but the code response messed up as a callback to Goldeneye. Oh, is it? Um, and. Oh, is it? You when he goes to St. Petersburg and... No, no, I meant what's the code response in this one? Uh, he says something about Paris and a hat yeah. and she goes, oh, yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then there's a there's a there, there's dialogue then when, he, when she takes him down to the wine cellar, there's dialogue there which is very Roger Moore. You see her as we're saying it, you know, kid, don't you think we ought to get uh, yes. to know each other first? And blah, blah, blah. And I thought that, but Daniel Craig doesn't quite hit that. No. And maybe that's a choice of Daniel Craig's, but it's like, you could have put a bit on for yeah. Salt and Glass, but I remember. Anyway, there we go. Uh, then we go to the Spectre Bunga Bunga Party. <laughs> uh, Which, uh, I, I mean, I know I'm not the best person to, like, remember it. You're right, you're not the best person. <laughs> but there was no recognisable faces that were all meant to be Spectre folk. Oh, well, well I mean, again, you're not the best person. <laughs> There's a woman who there's a woman who's definitely been in it before. I think she was one of the ones around the big table, Inspector. Uh -huh. And there's a Japanese or a uh, Asian guy who looks Japanese with long grey yeah. hair. And I think he was in maybe in the opera at uh, in um, Quantum of Solace. Right. But I th I agree with you. I think they could have. Are there really any other recognisable faces? I don't know. Um, some interesting stuff going on in the background, I noticed, in this thing. What did you notice? <laughs> There's people, like, with animals' heads on. Okay. A bit like that bit in The Shining, when he goes past all the rooms and there's the guy and the bear uh, thing. Um, anyway, there we go. Um, so now, Obrachev is supposed to put Bond's DNA in the Heracles yes. thing under the... Instruction what, of Cyclops. Yeah. Yeah. But instead, he, he swaps it, it, swaps it for all the Spectre DNA. Yes. So if which Cyclops... Which was M's originally plan. Which was what? M's original plan. No, no. M's original plan was that this would be like an individual's DNA. But wasn't it M that put him up to killing um, Spectre? No. Oh, okay. You've misunderstood that entirely. Okay. M developed... But it was someone's idea. Because uh, the Russian guy uh -huh. was like suggesting that this were, this plan had gone well. Yes, it was Safin's idea. Ah, okay. Obrachev is definitely working for Safin. Okay. But Spectre think they're work, he's working for them. Mm -hmm. But what? But the, the sort of tricky bit is Cyclops... Is definitely working for 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 Spectre mm -hmm. at the beginning, mm -hmm. and seems to be working for Spectre at this point because he's the one that's got Obrachev at gunpoint uh -huh. to put in the Bond Bond's DNA. DNA yeah. And Obrachev is keeping from him that he's changing that to Spectre's DNA. Mm -hmm. 
But if Cyclops is working for Spectre, surely his DNA would be in among that. There so he must be already working for Safin, in which case, why is he making out when there's nobody else around with Obrachev that he's supposed to be putting Spectre's DNA in? I, I, think, I think he is not high enough Inspector to be targeted by the list of Spectre leaks. Oh, I He's see. just henchman Spectre. Henchy Spectre. Mm-hmm. But Obrachev, but what we learn later, the very end of it we've watched, is that Obrachev has changed the DNA to not be oh, specific yes. DNA just of Spectre. But also family. But, the, but, it, but wide enough to be the family. But I wonder how unique is a person's DNA? Like, is there nobody else in the world yes. that has my DNA? That's how it's used in criminal courts. Oh, but yeah, but hang on. Like in the whole wide world. Yes, that is how it works. But they always say it's 99.999% certain. And they don't say it's 100% certain. Yes, but that doesn't mean there's someone else with the same DNA as you. What does that mean then? It means that they could have misread the DNA to mean... To, to, so to finger me. To finger the wrong person. Oh, I see. Okay. Anyway. So this is the point where I wrote, it's quite gripping, I've written no notes. I've written no notes. It says, gripping, no notes. Okay. Um, right. I've got decision here. Something about Spectre <laughs> not to kill Bluefield. But this must be a bond decision. I can't think what that's about. Anyway. Okay. So, that, yeah, so the, gu- the guy goes with 007, the new 007. Yes. And then we get the cool girl fighting. Mm-hmm. And then they borrow the plane. Well, first, she drives the car. Oh, yes. Which is the same the... car that Bond drives in Doctor No. Okay. Just so you're aware, into the thing to allow them to get Obrachev mm-hmm. or Bond to get Obrachev and take him to the plane, which he then flies to the boat that Felix and Ash are on, and Ash gives him. Ash is given away by uh, Obrachev, clearly indicating that Bond doesn't know anything about this, but you know a lot about this, Ash, because he's not sure who's who and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not M and it's not Blofeld it is this Safin I, I did like Bond referring to Ash as the Book of Mormon is the it Book of Mormon, Mormon? <laughs> yes uh, then we have so Ash then shoots Felix mm-hmm. locks Bond under below decks mm-hmm. and scuppers the boat and flies off so with Obergef um, we then get this thing about Felix's cigar that he's bought for him. Yeah. Bond's bought Felix's cigar. Or you're going to smoke got, it, you're going to survive. You're going to smoke it. What happens to the cigar? Well, when Bond is in the life raft, he's just staring at the cigar. So. Yeah, but he doesn't like throw it away or anything. No, no, he's got it. He'll come back later. Well, I'm not sure it does. Because I was thinking, that's what they should do. That's what they should have done at the end when yeah. Bond realised he's about to be shot well, by the did. thing. Is he should have taken out the thing and smoked yeah. it. Maybe he does. I'll have to look wait for it. Yeah. Uh, Bond is in the raft from You Only Live Twice. Oh, is it? Saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get Bond's garage, Bond's lockup, where he's kept his Aston Martin from the Living Daylights. 
Although it's not the it's not it's not the same exactly the same model from the Alex, but it is the same number plate. Lots of people keep their number plates. Put and buy very 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 similar cars. <laughs> um, well, he blows them up so often. He's obviously getting replacements. Uh -huh. Then we get the bit we saw being filmed. Oh, when was that? When was that? When we were in London. Yeah, I didn't really see that. I saw it. I saw it twice. There's two bits that we, the two bits that I that I saw from afar being filmed. I didn't really see it, but there was one bit we were on an open we were on the bus tour on a <laughs> Sunday afternoon. I could tell you that almost the time, and we went past a street, and I looked down the street, and I was like, and I could see there was something being filmed there, and there was an Aston Martin, and it was uh, like, you, no, you did tell me that. Oh, the that's time. James Bond, and there was like the, the, the other thing I remember was at the end of the street. There was like three or four identical Aston Martin mm. But I only had the time that the bus went by. And then the other bit that we saw was when Madeline crosses Horse Guards Parade and walks up the steps that are beside the Imperial War Museum. Um, and when we were watching the changing of the guard at St. James's Palace, I looked round and there were these massive big arc lights shining. Mm. I was like, somebody's filming something over there. And then later on in the day... It came up on like Twitter or whatever that they'd been filming James Bond. It's like, oh, filming James Bond. Anyway, that's what we saw. Uh, then we get the Bond James Bond bit when he's trying to get into. Oh yes, he's MI trying to get security. Yeah, and he thinks Bond should be enough, and the guy just looks at him. Let's <laughs> go, James Bond. All oh, right, okay. Um, then Bond winds up um, with the, your desk has got smaller, mm -hmm. and basically and winds up double eight seven to say. Mm -hmm. well, well, she's, she, you know, she's winding him up. That must kill you, that I'm called 007 and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but then he winds her up that he's getting to go in on mm. his own. Um, because, because I think he's, he's, he's catching on that she's worried that he's coming back and he's mm. going to be 007 again. Um, do you think 007 is a vaguely randomly assigned number or is 007 like the best 00? No, I... I think it's vaguely randomised. Mm -hmm. As in, all double it was the seventh one, and then as they get killed or leave or whatever, yeah. it's like, oh, seven's so free now, you're, you're yeah. free. Do you, think, do you think you always stay the same number that you are? Yes. So it's like, yeah, so it's not so like it's you not move like up. promotion. No, yeah, no, it's no. not like, okay, all right. Then Bond and Moneypenny go to Q's for dinner. Oh, that is lovely. That's a nice scene. Because mm -hmm. Q's, you know, preparing for someone to come over and mm -hmm. uh, they're all spoiling it, but they're obviously very close friends. But then they find out later that Bond's actually staying with Q. <laughs> like... Yeah, but I think I think some time has passed between those two scenes. Oh, yeah, but I just mean... It's nice that he stays with a friend mm -hmm. rather than just you know, being aloof. Well, he's, he hasn't really got friends because Q doesn't like him very much. I think he does, really. <laughs> Um. Yep. Uh, the, 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 the other bit we saw, horse cross parade. So, Madeline, psychotherapist. You've got a new patient. He's clearly totally nuts. Mm -hmm. Do you think? Like, don't wouldn't psychotherapists do some degree of screening before they went into a room with no, someone they... who's clearly unhinged? I think they, they feel they've got the power because they know how to handle a situation like that. Oh, I think he pretty quickly demonstrates that he has the power 
I don't know, maybe as I say, maybe but only over her because thing. of the past. Yeah, I did. You mean even before he sort of revealed all that? But I think they're all like that. Do you think she cottons on before he gives her the mask? Who he is? No, I don't think she does. And again, I know, I know why this is. I know why this is from the point of view of a film of the film. But why is he so coy about saying, uh, "What about your daughter?" Because he says, I'll hurt people that you love. And she says, I've got nobody. Because he's talking about Bond. No, I don't think he is. Well, that's what I was thinking. I know. I... But in which case, what she says is true. I, there's no one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said, I don't know. Can... I don't care for him I anymore. haven't seen him out of ages, but... But she still loves him. All right, okay. Um, There we go. Then we uh, met by the Thames. And we get the... Theme from Our Majesty's Secret Service playing in the background, uh, where M explains what he intended Heracles to do and mm. why this was never part of the point. But it's always on his. It's all on his shoulders. I do wonder about why they didn't need to make it an MI six weapon. Can that's like a whole kink in the film that never really goes anywhere As beyond. In why couldn't it be a Russian weapon? Well, why couldn't it just be a weapon that Spectre or Safin were developing? It doesn't have a satisfying enough payoff to me of it having been M mm. that did it. I know what you mean. So, yeah. But they can't be predictable all the time. Yeah, but I think if, they, if they're going to be unpredictable, there has to be a point to it. Mm. <laughs> does there not? What about just being unpredictable for its own sake? What about that? I don't like it. Well, I do. Um, then Q kids on that he doesn't know that Bond's back. Lovely, mm. but that's so that's a good. That's my. That's, I think that's the funniest bit. Oh Bond, I haven't seen you for ages. How you? I know he's with you. <laughs> uh, then we get the double reinstatement, and the full potential of the weapon is spelt out. Mm-hmm. Now, I kind of felt that in that previous scene where M and Bond was spoke it, I kind of. Sort of join the dots to be mm. in. Yes, but you can modify this so that it could wipe oh, out. Oh no, no, I did. I hadn't preempted oh, okay. that. Okay, I thought there'd be thick people. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so and that was where we ended it. Yes. Bond's getting to go and see Blofeld in Belmarsh. Yes. Um, and Nomi has to go and find Obrajev. That's her bit of the mission. Um, Madeline. And Madeline has been given some kind of perfume. Oh yes, you must wear this. It will be no harm to. I quite quite like. I think it, is he's it... he's a good scary guy. He's yeah, but villain. is it too close to the Blofeld of You Only Live Twice? You can watch it all on television. Or has that been that was fifty years ago, Christopher? Yeah, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> you get you're allowed to repeat that that kind of now. Yeah. So. Halfway through, mm-hmm. I'm gripped. I want more. That's brilliant. Let's test how much you remember. <laughs> Do you think Bond's gonna win? <laughs> Is there gonna be any kind of family element? Is there gonna be any whole... more shock reveals coming up? <laughs> no, I don't remember that. It's all right. Will the whole plot kind of fall apart a bit, and we'll be left with more questions than answers? Is that what you're expecting? I think that might that might be something that might be about to happen, yes. Mm. Um, 
Okay. So, uh, have you got anything else to nope. add? Nothing. Well, in that case, uh, Quantum of Mrs. Will... Quanted... Oh, yes. Quantum of Mrs. Will continue. Is it Will continue or will return? You're so frustrated. I can't remember. Quantum of Mrs. Will return after the news. Bye. No, we don't do bye now. I don't think. I think we do only do bye I, at the I end. I normally do bye. Do you? Yeah. Well. See you later. Ops down. Left, right. Cats, Cats and, dogs and dogs living together. Not sleeping together, living together. <laughs> <laughs> That's bizarre and wrong.